before we get into this conversation, I just want to make a note that this episode has sensitive subject matter regarding suicide. So listener discretion is advised. And if you ever need help or just need someone to talk to, please call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Or you can visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. On today's episode of the Real Foodology Podcast. I have learned that one of the biggest things that helped me cure Lyme was to be away from toxic people because your body reacts to energy. And when you have it around a lot of bad energy, it magnifies whatever illness you are dealing with. So once I alleviated myself from a lot of people, my illness was curing itself. Hello, hello. You are listening to the Real Foodology Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Swan. Real Foodology is a brand that I started 10 years ago in my very small apartment when I was living in Austin. And the reason I named it Real Foodology was because at the time I was studying nutrition. I was really starting to understand the importance of real food and what it meant for our bodies, for our cells. I was also heavily immersed in my master's program, studying biochemistry, biology, and really diving into the body and the mechanisms behind it and really understanding what it meant to be truly healthy. And a part of that means eating real food. And so I thought real foodology, that means the science of real food. So that's how the name real foodology was born. And I am very proud of it to this day. I love it because I really haven't changed my message uh, really at all. It really just comes down to eating real food. We need to stop eating ultra processed garbage and get back to eating real food. So now that I just went off on that whole tangent about the importance of food, let's go into an episode talking all about the importance of our mindsets. So I love when interviews surprise me like this. I went into this interview thinking that we were really going to talk about the diet changes that she made and the healthier lifestyle changes that she made. And we did However, we really talked mostly about the mindset shifts that Lindsay Hepner made when she was diagnosed with Lyme disease. The way that she talked about Lyme and the symptoms that she was dealing with, I've never really heard anyone describe this before. I do know that Lyme is considered what many people call a silent disease. People, they really suffer in silence with it. Because it's not like something that you can physically see on someone. It really is just a lot of symptoms that many times go undiagnosed. Also, because it's really hard to diagnose Lyme disease. And many doctors don't really know to look for it, to test for it. And they're starting to wake up. Many more doctors are starting to realize that we have a lot more Lyme cases than we realized. And they're starting to test more for it. But it really is tough, and you have to pay a lot of money for a pretty expensive test in order to truly determine whether or not you have Lyme. So oftentimes it goes undiagnosed. People suffer with so many symptoms that they don't understand truly what's going on. And then you get slapped with this Lyme disease diagnosis. Lyme disease is a really tricky one. Outside of being hard to diagnose, It's something that a lot of doctors still don't really understand, and it's pretty much generally recognized that once you have it, you live with it for life. Like, it's considered to be a chronic disease that's something and something that people kind of struggle with for the rest of their lives. 
However, more and more people are starting to come out with various protocols and things that they have done that has eradicated the Lyme disease, or at least has completely mitigated their symptoms. And these people are now living symptom free. If you have been listening to the podcast for a while, you've probably heard the episode that I had with my friend Holly Owens recently. And this is part of her story. She suffered for, I believe it was four years um, until now. I mean, she really doesn't feel or have any of the symptoms anymore. So she considers herself cured of it. Even though if you look at the standard medical uh, lens of Lyme disease, they will tell you that it is uncurable. But there are more and more people that are coming out saying that they're doing various things that it's helping them eradicate all these symptoms. And Lindsay is one of these people. Lindsay Hepner is the CEO and founder of one of the most recognizable influencer agencies. It's called Vamped. And she was diagnosed with Lyme disease a few years ago and completely changed her lifestyle, food. She eradicated toxic people from her life. She changed her exercise and most importantly, her mindset. And now today she can proudly say that she's cured. She says that she's cured of it. And what stood out the most for me in this conversation was how she talked about her mindset through all of this. And it truly is what ultimately saved her. I think this conversation that we had today, at least in my eyes, is so important and it's not being had enough. Thankfully, more and more we hear about mental health and we're focusing more on mental health and we're talking about the importance of it. But I still believe that we are not talking about it enough. And she goes into how she truly believes that changing her mindset is what saved her. It was really powerful. And it's such a great reminder to all of us that our thoughts really matter. They really have power. All right. I'm going to stop talking. I just have one favor to ask of you. If you are listening to this podcast and you are enjoying it, if you could leave a five-star rating and review, it would mean so much to me. It really helps this podcast and it helps these episodes get into more ears. And it means so much to me. Thank you so much for your support. And I hope you enjoy the episode. Have you ever thought about what materials are in your mattress? I know this might sound like an SNL skit, but this is actually something to be on your radar and to be concerned about when we when you consider that we spend one third of our life sleeping in our beds. That's a third of our life that we are breathing in and being exposed to the chemicals and the materials that whatever we are sleeping on and in are made out of. So that means your mattress, your pillows, your mattress topper, even your bedding. Most mattresses and pillows are now filled with synthetic ingredients that use a mix of polyurethane foam, synthetic latex, conventional cotton, and they also contain VOCs. VOCs are volatile organic compounds, and they are found often in the stuffing of our couches, our mattresses, and what we have found is that they are incredibly disrupting for our endocrine system. They're really bad for our health, so we do not want to be exposed to those on a nightly basis as we sleep for one-third of our life. Also, I mentioned conventional cotton, and the reason why this is a concern is because cotton is one of the most heavily pesticide-sprayed crops in this country, which means that you are going to be exposing yourself to pesticides every single night as you sleep. Now, while all of this may sound a little bit scary, not all is lost. This is why I am such a fan of avocado green mattresses. I have been sleeping on mine for five years now. I am completely obsessed. I also have the pillows and I have the, the mattress topper as well. And they are made with the best natural materials. They are GOLS organic certified, which means global organic latex standard. 
Their mattress, the topper, and the pillow are all Green Guard Gold certified for child safe, low emissions. This means that they meet the world's most rigorous emission standards for chemical exposure and pollutants, including volatile organic compounds, the VOCs that I mentioned earlier. It is one of the only two formaldehyde free mattresses available in America. And then last but certainly not least, Avocado is the world's first mattress brand to be climate neutral certified. They have achieved net zero carbon emissions from their farms to their factory, powered 100% by renewable energy. Like I said, I am obsessed with my mattress, my topper, and my pillows. I've been sleeping on them for years, and I find comfort in knowing that I'm not being exposed to all these toxic chemicals. And I am so excited that they gave me a code to share with you guys. Code Real Foodology is going to save you $125 off any size green and latex mattresses when you go to avocadogreenmattress.com. Again, that code is Real Foodology at avocadogreenmattress.com. And the code expires 228 in 2022. Well, then let's just dive into that because I know I'm very excited to hear about your story. Um, Lyme is really aggressive and I don't think it's talked about enough because there's a lot of people don't really understand it. It's really hard to test. A lot of people will be misdiagnosed. And I'm curious to hear kind of what your story was. Like, how did you know that you had Lyme? Um, well, we actually were doing a shoot in Nashville and I'm, I'm really thankful. I have some really amazing people around me that, know my heart and know the kind of person I am. And so, you know, it's really good to know that when people are around me, they want to protect at all times. And I'm very much like that. So when we were in Nashville, we were shooting and one of uh, my creatives was like, Hey, like, let's all be mindful. There's ticks here because we were like sitting, we were like laying and shooting in high grass. And so for me at that time, I didn't really know anything about Lyme except for the fact that my best friend had it. And I couldn't relate to her because you can't really relate to someone who has an invisible illness, you know, like there's no sign of seeing what they're going through. It's not like their limb was cut off, you know, so they look normal to you. So it's really hard to really articulate like what you're going through day to day in that process. So when we were in Nashville, I was told, you know, like, Hey, just watch out. And so this, I think it was like the third day we were there. I, I know my body, like, like if there's a new freckle, I know about it, you know? So when I looked down, yeah. So yeah. when I looked down and I was, I just took a shower, I noticed there was a bump on my stomach and it didn't look normal. It just didn't, it, it was, it was like black. And I was like, what is this? So I was asking everyone, we were with like eight, six people and I was like, Hey guys, what is this? And comes to find out it was the, uh, the tick and oh, the, the tick, the, the one tick. that ruined it all. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, coming from like a background of not understanding what you do next, like I was just tweezing it. I was like trying to pull it out, everything and just kind of panicking because, you know, I know Lyme exists, but like everyone, everyone there was laughing at me going, you're not going to get Lyme. It's so hard to get Lyme, you know? And I was like, I don't know, like, we'll see. So when I got home, it was exactly 10 days later. Like I, like I was researching it and everything and my symptoms just started happening. And I knew I was like, I have full blown Lyme. Like, I know I do. And everyone was like, no, you don't. And I went to four different doctors. They all told me no. And 
And that's the thing that that happens is like you get misdiagnosed because you can't really check it from like a normal blood test. You have to actually go and get a specific blood test for Lyme. And a lot of people don't know that. And they go home and they have, um, which a lot of my friends have happened, they go get depression pills because since it's an invisible illness, uh, doctors uh, prescribe you with mental health. They prescribe you with depression. And well, they so, say that yeah. they don't see anything in their lab work. So they're like, it's all in your head. You're depressed. Yeah. You're anxious, whatever it is, instead yeah. of really diving deeper. Yeah. And so I went to actually a homeopath and he told me I had Borrelia, which is the, the real term for Lyme. And I didn't trust him yet um, because... I just went to him. I knew I knew about him. I knew he was great, but I was just like, okay, I'm going to go spend four grand on this test that tells you exactly if you have Lyme. And I went and I, and I had it hundred percent and I started crying and I went back to that, uh, homeopath and I said, I'm not doing anything without you. I am fully trusting you and you are going to lead me on this journey of what I'm going to do next. Um, Sorry. No, it's okay. It's a very emotional thing that you went through. Um, the moment I had Lyme, um, it was about two weeks before that, my best friend wanted to commit suicide over Lyme. And oh, man, I'm so sorry. And I know that, uh, I know 100% that God told me I needed it. I needed it too, to save her. Because out of both of us, I'm the stronger one. And I knew that I had to get Lyme. I really feel this in my heart, that I that God made me have Lyme to protect her. Because no one understood her. Her family didn't understand her, her friends, nothing. And the only way that I could help her was to be in her position. Yeah. Um, mm. And I was so scared because I saw how much she went down this rabbit hole of losing her mind. And I was afraid that I was going to go the same direction, you know. And no one really understands the trauma that comes with Lyme, I mean, you basically, I try to explain it as like, imagine having Jeffrey Dahmer in your fucking head every day. It's horrifying. I mean, Lyme, Lyme cripples you in so many ways. It makes you depressed. It makes you suicidal. It makes you tired. It makes you not want to see anyone. Like every day is ruined by it. Like I had to wake up every day and really force myself to do something. Like I had to force myself to go to the gym. I had to force myself to work, like all these things. And my business is based on my creativity and my mind. And, and, and when you take that away from me, like you're literally taking away my entire well-being, you know? So it was detrimental to a lot of things more than just my health. I mean, when someone is suffering with something that debilitating, it bleeds into every area of your life. 
You know, I mean, this is what I, I talk about this a lot on my Instagram and my podcast. It's like, you never realize how important your health is until you lose it. Yep. And then you realize that that's the only thing that ever mattered. Yep. And moving forward, I mean, just fast forward to now, I won't do anything if it, if it ruins my health at any level, like nothing money can't buy or any of these things, like it's not worth it for me. I will never do it. After having that type of situation, you think differently about things that you put yourself through. Even stress and just anxiety and being around certain people. I mean, I have learned that one of the biggest things that helped me cure Lyme was to be away from toxic people because your body reacts to energy. And when you have it around a lot of bad energy, it magnifies whatever illness you are dealing with. So once I alleviated myself from a lot of people, my illness was curing itself. So that's amazing. Well, it also goes to show too that you are, you become the person that you, of like the people that you hang out with, you know? And so if you're surrounding yourself with people that you, uh, maybe don't, you're not super in line with their like morals or you see them, you know, acting very toxic in ways like it's going to affect you as well. Totally. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm, I think the best visual of that is when you walk into a room and you see someone you don't like and you automatically have that feeling of like, anxiety, anticipation, like worry and all that stuff, that all is your body telling you and alerting you, watch out, be careful, we're cautioning you. Just imagine how much energy that takes on your body. Now, add a disease to your body. Your body's trying to fight off your disease But instead, it's trying to fight off this alarm system of people of like, you know what I mean? This fight or flight. So if your body's only focusing on that, it's not focusing on what it needs to focus on, which is healing you. And so it really is so important to have the right people around you, especially when you're going through a time that's just so unbearable, you know, Um, and I think also too, like people who are in hospitals and don't have a lot of loved ones around them, you know, end up usually not getting through it because of their depression or they're unhappy or, you know, your internal body, the way people make you feel is either going to heal you or ruin you. And I've learned more than anything throughout this whole experience. And I'm super thankful for it. Like I don't wish Lyme on anyone, um, but it's made me realize that people are the most important thing in my life. And I only want to be around people that deserve my love, you know? And so it, it really has been a blessing and a curse to have that disease, but I think it's opened up a lot of things for me in awareness about my health and the people I want around me. I've never really heard anyone talk about the mental health aspect of being diagnosed with Lyme. 
I, you know, I hear about all the symptoms and how people really struggle with it. And I know it's a struggle even getting diagnosed. So I can only imagine the mental health struggles that come along with it. But I'm so, yeah, like I'm really interested. So what were some of your symptoms around all of this? Um, especially like how did it affect your, affect your mental health? I just, I feel like this is not a conversation that's had a lot, especially in the health space. Like we kind of, we focus so much on diet and exercise, but there's not, there's starting to be, but I feel like there's a not enough conversation around the mental health aspect of this and how much it really does affect our bodies and our health. Like you said, I mean, there's literally studies that have come out showing that people that are going through cancer and cancer treatments, the ones that actually make it through and survive, like the higher percentage are the ones that are surrounded by loved ones. They have a healthy, positive attitude about mm-hmm. it. Like they they feel strong in their bodies and they're able to over, overcome it. There really is something to be said about this connection with mental health. Yeah, and, and I think that was really what was hard for me to articulate when I first had it because I didn't think anyone was going to actually believe me that it was my mindset. It wasn't what I was eating every day or the pills I was taking. It was more like, how could I be healthy up here? You know, because this destroys you or it builds you, you know, and I've always been a very, very positive person. And I, I love challenges. When people say no to me, I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you for saying no, because I am going to show you how much you were in the wrong for saying that. You know what I mean? Like it it doesn't affect me at all. It actually makes me smile because I'm like more no's means more yeses later for me. So when it came to, to, you know, being diagnosed with a chronic disease, um, you know, the panic obviously sat, sat for me with us like for a second, but ultimately I was like, Linz, this is your new challenge. You know, like how strong mentally are you? And I would wake up every day and being like, no, you are not controlling me today. I'm controlling me. And I would go and go to yoga and cry the whole time because what was happening is my body was feeling like it was 60 years old. So like your muscles turn in, it feels like, you know, when you do like, if you can do like 30 push-ups, it feels like I did a hundred and I haven't even done one yet. So my body felt so heavy. And so when I would go to yoga, my, my uh, teacher would actually say this and attest to it because he would look at me and just understand me because he knew I was going through Lyme, but I would be crying the whole time because physically my body didn't want to work out. And I went anyways. And I was like, no, you're not controlling me. And I never told myself that I was going to be a Lyme survivor. I told myself I don't have Lyme. I kept telling myself every day, I don't have Lyme. This is not going to be who I am. And I think when you tell yourself stuff, certain things, it your body listens. You know what I mean? So I always told myself, you're not going to have this chronically. You're going to get rid of this. You're going to do it and it's going to be okay and you're going to power through it. And I only had Lyme for 11 months. I beat it. Um, m- most people have it for the rest of their lives. Um, and I, every single day I focused on my mental strength, you know, I, I was like, how can I be more powerful here? It has nothing to do to me with 
dieting and all that stuff. It has everything to do with what am I saying to myself up here? Am I telling myself I'm going to have this forever forever? Or am I going to say, no, I'm not going to have this forever? You know? Um, Yes. Oh my God. I, this is so incredible. I'm so happy that you're talking about this. I think that this is really important for people to hear because we discount so much. The things that we tell ourselves become true for us. Mm -hmm. I mean, just sitting here listening to you say that you only struggled with this for 11 months when one of my mom's best friends, um, she got Lyme when I was younger, when people, I mean, we really didn't know anything about Lyme back then. If we think we don't know anything now, we really didn't back then. And she was on a course of antibiotics for, I think it was like 30 years. No joke. Like she just was, I mean, I think she's finally now like starting to kind of get her life back a little bit, but she struggled with this for 30 years. Yes. Yep. And, and that's the thing too, is like, they, I, I, I don't want to come on here and, you know, bash antibiotics, but I'm telling you right now that kills your gut. And number one thing about health is anything that kills your gut is going to go and have a free-for-all on attacking everything else. So when they prescribed me having antibiotics every week, I sat, I looked at them and I was like, there's no way you're doing that. I am going to go the homeopathic route. I am, you're not injecting me with antibiotics um, because I understand that just kills my body and my body needs to heal. It doesn't need to be more depleted. So I didn't go that route. Um, and, you know, what bums me out the most is, you know, I've heard people say, oh, well, you didn't really have Lyme chronically. I'm telling you right now, yes, I did. <laughs> like, yeah. if I didn't have Lyme chronically, I would have gotten rid of it in 10 days with, you know, whatever the doctor prescribed me. I had it for a year. And I knew that if I was going down the same route that everyone else took, I would 100% be chronic, like for years. I know that. I, I, I have five friends who have Lyme. And I just chose the opposite path. And that's very much who I am. I am a black sheep on every level. Like if I see everyone going that way, I will definitely go that way. I was taught to go run the opposite way and to make my own decisions and make my own mind up. And I felt the same way about Lyme. And like, I'm not going to, I see what's happening. I see everyone take this path and no one's getting better. So what's, what is my, what's my option? Go the same way and I see what's going to happen. Okay. I see that, that lane or try this. I might get over there still, but at least I'm trying something different, you know? So I chose a different path and it worked. Do you have a hard time staying focused and being productive? I definitely struggle with this. And I think it's a product of our modern day. I think we have a lot of distractions going on. And we need kind of tips and tools in order to combat that. And something that has really helped me with that is Magic Mind. I often refer to Magic Mind as my natural Adderall because it really does work. It helps me to be more productive and stay focused throughout my day. I take one every single morning and I still drink my coffee, but I also take this little Magic Mind shot. And what it is, 
is a matcha shot that also has adaptogens and nootropics in there that just help to turn your brain on and just really helps with productivity and keeps you focused. It obviously has a little bit of caffeine in there from the matcha. Also, matcha naturally has L-theanine, which, which helps to calm down your nervous system. So you get more of like a clean long lasting energy without all the jitters that you get from coffee. It also has things like lion's mane mushroom in there, choline, rhodiola, cordyceps. All of these are going to help to turn on your brain and really just help you to master whatever tasks you have on hand that day. Magic Mind has given me a code to share with you guys, and that, is, that code is real foodology. So make sure you go to magicmind.co and use code real foodology, and you're going to save 20%. That is M A G I C M I N D dot C O. And I do, I want to make a, a comment on what you were saying about antibiotics. It's, I mean, it's true. What people don't realize is that our immune system lies in our gut. Everything, everything having to do with our health mm-hmm. all begins and starts in our gut. And when we take antibiotics, we kill off everything. everything. Not only the bad guys, but the good guys. And yeah. we need the good guys for our immune system. So oftentimes it becomes counteractive because then you've killed off everything that you needed in order to fight this in the first place. Totally. I will say though, for everyone listening, I'm not completely vilifying antibiotics. I'm not saying that there's not a time and place for it. And I'm not saying that we don't need them for certain times. I, I believe that we need it for certain times, but I also believe that we overprescribe them and there's a lot of other ways to do a lot of other things, uh, or there's other ways to treat things. And like you realized with your Lyme, so what? So you didn't go the antibiotic route. What did you do? What really helped you outside of the the mindset changes? I and I want to stress on the antibiotics. It's it, it's it's almost like you have this beautiful home, and then you flame torch it <laughs> and go well. <laughs> I was only trying to get the couch out of here to flame torch, not all my plants, my whole fucking yard. You know what I mean? My closet, the coffee table, <laughs> yeah. like everything went. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how I look at antibiotics. It's like, I only wanted it for that specific thing, but you flame torch the whole house. And yeah. the, 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 the moments that it does work is when you do want your whole house flame torched, you know? Yeah. So yes. Just, when there's like life threatening <laughs> yeah. bacteria that it's like either the bacteria is going to take you out or like you're going to exactly. take out the whole house, you know, exactly. in that case, we're taking the whole house out. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. I, I think like, I'm, I'm a very visual person and I think that I love to like, visually demonstrate how I think of things so people can have a better understanding of why my mind works the way it does. But um, what was your question? I'm sorry. I was going on the flame oh, no. torch vibe. <laughs> I, I'm so here for it. I loved it. Um, okay. So I asked, so outside of your mindset changes, mm. which actually I do want to talk about those for a second as well, but I want to hear too some of the other changes that you made, like diet, uh, maybe supplements that you took, other sort of um, – like I have friends that when they had Lyme, they were doing like ozone therapy and saunas, oh, and yeah. I kind of want to hear about all the stuff you were doing. Oh, I was – I had a laundry list uh, and a graveyard of vitamins. I mean, I was taking so many vitamins that I had to take like three to four times a day that by the time I finished, I had to do it again. It was, it, it took that long. I didn't have wow. anything else to do the whole day except for take vitamins. And it was, uh, that was daunting. And that was so stressful because it took up my whole day just to pop pills. 
and yeah. and and not pills, but like vitamins, supplements, like yeah. yeah, actual supplements. And it got to a point, I think, like halfway through, like six months, my body was rejecting it. It was like, stop pumping us with this much vitamin. So I listened to my body. I was like, okay, I'm going to take a break. Like, I'm not going to do it anymore. And I started doing really weird things. I would feng shui my house. Um, And the reason why I feng shui my house, if anyone looks up feng shui, energy actually happens in your home. So like if like your bed is a certain way, you actually sleep better if it's correctly done. So those certain things really amplified my healing because of the fact that everything mattered. Everything mattered. And I think that people are usually so concerned with what vitamins they take, what they eat, that they're not really understanding that environment is so important. Like think about being in the middle of nowhere and like there's guns at you all day. You know what I mean? You're terrified, you're on edge, whatever. And then think about being in like a bed of flowers and there's nothing around you except for people feeding you grapes and like fanning you. (laughs) So like those kind of things are so important to your health, you know? Like, are you going to always be like on edge or are you going to feel like you're floating? And so my environment was a really important thing. Like I got rid of things. I got rid of mirrors. Mirrors were actually something that amplified it because not only is it such a physical thing, like, you know, looking at yourself in the mirror and comparing yourself and feeling off or whatever, but mirrors are windows to a lot of things. And so I got rid of all my mirrors in my house, every single one. And it, when you when you do that, I'm telling you right now, if you have a lot of mirrors, when you get rid of every mirror, you automatically feel different. I kid you not. The energy feels like it just went away. I swear. It's so weird. Try that. It's so weird. Just try it. Take all the mirrors out of your house and you'll see the difference. So I did it. I just got rid of all of them. I hid them with it. The ones that I really liked, I put um, towels over them and immediately the energy went away. So those little things, I mean, I'm a fucking weirdo. Like, I I think that's also... I'm here for it. Yeah. I I mean, anyone who knows (laughs) me... We all are. Yeah. I'm (laughs) I'm very outside of the box about everything. I, I don't think linear. I think like what else can things do for me? Um, but I really feel like when, when it comes to illness, for me, it's more important about the energy that's being at my body than what I'm ingesting, I guess. So. I mean, like I've, like I said, I mean, there's, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of science and literature (laughs) out there that shows that it really does make a difference. I Mm -hmm. mean, I will tell you, I, I mean, I haven't had any like debilitating chronic diseases, so I can't, I can't say that this helped me in that way, but I will say talking about the energetics of your house, um, I have this funny thing where whenever I, whenever I go on vacation, so think about when you like go on a trip or I used to travel for work. So like when I would travel for work, you are confined to whatever you brought in your suitcase. So Mm -hmm. by default, you're like living in minimalism for a bit, you know, whether it's a week or like when I would go travel for two months for work, whatever it was. Every single time I come home, I have this thing where like the next day I have to like purge all this stuff in my apartment because suddenly I'm like, oh my God, I feel the weight of all this stuff in here. And I was just 
in a in a place in my life where I was living out of a suitcase. I was very minimal. It also makes you realize you don't need all this extra crap and it's kind of weighing on you. And so I every time I go on a trip, I like come home and I'm like, all right, it's my yes, <laughs> it's my uh, getting time ri- to clean. Get rid of yeah, stuff. Yeah, like get rid of stuff. And like my my one of the girls that works for me yesterday, she did two trash bags and she's like, Linz, I've never felt better. And it's like clutter also yeah. clutters your mind. I've always been pretty, pretty minimal. I don't like having stuff just to have stuff. Um, I've always been okay at, at getting rid of stuff. Like my mom was a hoarder, so I hated it. So I wanted to be the exact opposite. I'm like, oh, if I haven't worn this, I don't want it, you know? Yeah. Um, but also too, for anyone who wants to research it, hotels are the biggest supporters of energy. Do you know that no floor is 13? There's no floor 13. And also the way that they set up the mirrors in every room is on purpose. It's on purpose. So if you want to Google search that, it's a feng shui thing. Every single hotel is feng shui a certain way because of sleep, sleep and also the mirrors. Like they talk about the mirrors and where they're placed. They'll never be placed a certain place. So... I I think there's a lot of, you know, like you said, information about it. And, um, and yeah, I, I agree. The minimalist thing is, there's like a whole documentary on Netflix about it, about clearing out all that because it is heavy heaviness and it's, it's memories. It's memories of like certain feelings, you know, like when you look at something from your ex-boyfriend, you get sad and that's an emotion that automatically affects your body. Um, I also think even though we're in social media and it's amazing platform, I muted so many people during my illness because the dopamine hits that you get every morning, when you see something that you don't know what's going to happen, like imagine like we wake up every day with the option of being happy what we see or literally ruining our day thinking we're not good enough depressed, everything. So I muted so many people that affected me, that like automatically affected me. If it wasn't something that was going to be powerfully making me driven or making me happy, I was going to mute you regardless, you know? And those little things, I think a lot of people don't really want to put into action. You know what I mean? And it helps so much. It helps so much. I completely agree. It helps so much. I mean, I've had to mute a lot of people in my life on Instagram. Well, actually, like in real life too. Let's be real. You know, oh, yeah. it's like you yeah. can also unfollow people, quote unquote, unfollow people in real life. Yeah, for sure. Um, that aren't good for your <laughs> mental health. I think a lot of people in 2020 really realized that too. You know, I feel like it caused us to reevaluate everything in our lives, including our relationships that weren't serving us anymore. We really don't talk enough about the importance of liver health. And I think a lot of us don't think enough about all of the things that we are being exposed to on a day-to-day basis. Pesticides that show up in our food and water, not to mention chlorine and farm runoff and pharmaceuticals in our water. Additives in our food, lotions that we put on our body on a day-to-day basis, makeup, any sort of cleaning products that you're using in your home. There is so much stuff in this modern world that we are being exposed to on a day-to-day basis. And our bodies have to filter that out and get it out. And our liver plays a huge role in that. 
This is why it is so important that we do things to protect our liver and make sure that it is functioning at optimal levels. And I didn't even mention alcohol or sugar, which are both obviously very hard on the liver as well. So I take something every single day to protect my liver, and that is called Liver Reset from Organifi. It has Tripfala in there. It also has organic dandelion extract, organic milk thistle, and of course, artichoke leaf. All of these help to support the detoxification pathways of the liver, and they also just work really hard to protect the liver itself. You know, another little hot take that I will tell you as well, when I was struggling really hard with acne, something that helped me finally eradicate it once and for all was starting to take things that supported my liver. And one of them was all of these properties that are in this liver reset. Acne can show up for so many different ways, but it is your skin trying to tell you that something is going on internally. And oftentimes it can be a clogged liver. And how do we get a clogged liver? Well, we get overexposure to all of the things that I already listed. If you would like to get liver reset, make sure you go to Organifi.com slash Real Foodology. You're going to save 20%. That is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash Real Foodology, where you can also just use the code Real Foodology at Organifi.com. While you're there, make sure to check out the green and red juice. Those are my favorite. I take them every single morning just to flood my cells with phytonutrients and antioxidants from plants. I hope you guys enjoy. What were some of the things that you started noticing? Like, well, you haven't really talked too much about what were your other symptoms? So I know that it was really debilitating with, uh, with your mental health. And I Mm -hmm. think you said you were, you were suicidal. Your friend was, Oh, I was Was suicidal for sure. As a result of the pain of it or feeling like no one understood you or what, what was that stemming from? No, your body tells you to kill yourself. Really? Yeah, that's why, that's yeah, that's why I always say it's like Jeffrey Dahmer's in your head because he's <gasps> literally telling you jump out of a window, kill yourself right now. Like when you're driving, like just turn, you know? Like that's yeah. the thing. It wasn't it wasn't like, "Oh, I want to kill myself." Well, that also too was happening because I was around a lot of Lyme patients and they had it for 20 plus years and they were just saying, I, I want to kill myself, like, because it doesn't kill you. That's the problem. The, the, the disease doesn't kill you. So, and, and also the problem is too, what I've noticed with a lot of Lyme, uh, people that are Lyme survivors, um, family starts walking away because you are suddenly a very expensive paycheck. You know what I mean? Like, I, the first month I had Lyme, I spent 15 grand because I was freaking out. And people are in debt with Lyme. And what else they don't tell you, and I'm going to speak freely here, you can't tell your insurance because they'll drop you. So when they find out you have Lyme, (laughs) they don't want to support you because the fact that since it's a disease that keeps on happening and you don't diet from it, they don't want to actually help you go to the hospital and everything because you're just a, you're an expensive bill. So I had to do everything on my own. I had to pay out of pocket and also have my insurance. So that's a really big thing about Lyme is like your family members want to support you in the beginning and then they just start running away because you are an expense, like they can't afford you, you know? And it, it's, yeah. it's like this, you know? And I'm thankful that I have a very successful business. I'm thankful that my mom would rather spend her money on, you know, making her daughter survive, then you know what I mean? Like I, I was very lucky that I had a family that 
was like, no matter what, we're here for you. But I saw a lot of people that didn't even have support from their family and it was killing them. And I knew the one thing that would cure them is the love from their family. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the support. And um, it's just, it's a very heartbreaking illness to see. You know, I'm not saying that this is the only illness that's heartbreaking, but it, there's no, I feel like there's no comparison um, when it comes to illness. You just are ill and people treat you a certain way. And even too, when I had it, people, I mean, you could just slowly see people walking away, you know, because they didn't know what to do and they didn't want to be a part of it anymore. And yeah, I, I just, it, it was hard. And other, th other things that were happening, um, I had to get, uh, blood, like probably like 10 bags of blood circulating every week, which was so expensive. I mean, I was thankful I could mm. afford it, but some people couldn't afford that. So it's just like filtering out your blood. Um, yeah. and that was really hard for me because I've always, my mom has always helped me get out of blood tests. And so going to like 10 massive bags a day was like, I couldn't yeah. believe I didn't pass out, you know? So I had to really be strong for myself for those moments. And, um, I mean, I, I had some really amazing doctors helping me get through this. And I mean, that one in particular thing, seeing my blood every day like that or every week was just like in a reminder, like this is really happening to you. Like what's happening, you know, what's happening? And I just, my heart goes out to everyone that still has Lyme because it's, it's traumatizing. It's so traumatizing because it's all in here. Like your brain is just, and that, and, and I think the one thing that scared me the most, because I, I do a lot of creative work for brands is, um, your mind, uh, switches. So like, I remember, uh, me and my ex, we were making a pizza and I didn't even make the pizza. I pulled out of the oven an empty plate and thought it was pizza on it. So like things like that. And when yeah. someone looks at you, they're like, what are you talking about? And like in my head, I had already made it, you know, but like my, I I couldn't do things like things were going backwards, you know? So that was scary. Like that was scary because I actually thought I made a pizza, you know? So yeah, when you see that, you're just like this person's psycho, you know? And in my head, I felt like, oh, I did something right. So I just remember that one instant because that made me like wake up and go, oh, this is scary. Like, I'm going to, this is bad. I'm going to fuck up my business right now. You know, if I can't do this right, like if yeah. someone asks me to do a creative treatment, like I'm going to, like, I'm going to fuck this up. So things like that were very scary. Um, I would get nerve damage. It felt like nerve damage. So my, and oh man, I forgot about this one. Heart palpitations. So mm. my heart was always ticking 
and feel like I could feel it. It felt like it was about to just explode. So that was scary oh. because you're, you know, like anything yeah. that has to do with your heart, you're just like paranoid. So yep, it, exactly like instant anxiety. Oh yeah. Like, so Oof. I going to imagine going to sleep and hearing it all night. You can't sleep. It's just ticking. So yeah. that was something that, yeah, that was horrible. Just a lot of different things. And you're, you're perma exhausted. So imagine, you know, everyone's like, oh, you know, I'm jet lagged from a trip. Try that times 30. Like mm. you literally have the weight of the world on your body and you can't get up. You know, it's everything sounds exhausting. Like even going to lunch with a friend, I would cancel. I'm like, I can't be there. I, it's too exhausting to leave my bed. So yeah. Those are the those are the main symptoms that terrified me. Um, but I know that everyone has different different stuff. But I looked normal to everyone. You know, everyone's like, "I don't understand Lyme." Like, you look fine, and I'm like, "No, I'm You're like, I, I'm very ill." <laughs> yeah, I'm very like, ill right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's that's what's so hard about chronic diseases in general, you know, like, especially for ones, like you said, like Lyme or like autoimmune disorders, for example, mm -hmm. like you can physically look at the person and be like, you look fine. And then, but you hear them try to explain this, but we, that's, I mean, that's just part of the human condition is like, we will never understand truly what someone else is going through until we walk yeah. through their shoes, Totally, you know? And yeah. it's like what you said earlier with your friend, you could have never understood what she was really going through with Lyme until you were like, oh shit, now here I am with it. And now I fully understand this. Oh, and that's what's so tough about chronic diseases. You know, I have two girlfriends actually um, that have been going through Lyme. One of them was just on the podcast recently, my friend Holly, and yeah. she's in a similar position as you where she's like, I don't, I don't have it anymore. You know, yeah. I did X, Y, and Z and, and it worked. And, but she was really struggling for, I think for her, it was like three or four years until she finally hit a point where she was like, okay, I think it's gone now. Yeah. Um, and then another I girlfriend know. of mine, I think think has kind of gotten to that place now too. Holly Owens, right? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. my my best friend went to the B uh the B treatment. She did the B treatment as yes. well. Um and that's amazing. The, that's the thing why when people tell me like, oh you didn't have it chronically, my my best friend had it for four years. And she would still be having it if she didn't change her environment, change her like we did the same thing. So we both changed our energy and she cured herself, you know, and, uh, the, the B thing I think is really amazing too. Um, that helps a lot, but I, I personally think that once she found her relationship with God and she was happier and she had love around her and people were praying for her and this love just flowed around her, that's when your body heals, when it's happy, you know, and like, you're doing well. And, and the moment she started doing that, it cleared, you know? So yeah. I really do think that love is so powerful. Frequency is powerful. Energy is powerful. And we don't talk about it enough because we're in a, we're in a society where, you know, pills are quicker or it's the easy band-aid to just alleviate. And, you know, I, I've never done drugs. I've never, like, i don't drink. The last time I drank was maybe a year and a half ago, but both my parents don't drink. So I've grow up, I grew up not drinking, but 
I've never resorted to things to push down my thoughts, to push down sadness. I've always liked to like look at it straight in the face and and to each its own. You know, this is my journey and yeah. and I like course, to conf- yeah. I like to confront things. Um and I confronted this. You know, I confronted it. I didn't want to I, I I will admit there was a time when I did have Lyme that I was like I'm okay with this right now because I think we all go through that when we're ill is you almost want to have it sometimes because it's easier. It's like, it's a comfort too, you know, like, Oh, I don't have to do anything today or I don't have to do like work. And you know what I mean? There's just a moment where you're like, yeah, I can do, I can do this for a bit, but then it kicks in for me and I'm like, no, it's not going to happen, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I I went I mean, back I, and forth a little bit. Sorry. No, you're uh, good. You're good. Well, I was going to say, I think uh, what's cool is that you didn't allow it to have power over you, you know? And, and I want to say that and while also saying that there's no judgment for anyone who goes through this journey in a different way, mm-hmm. you know? But when I hear stories like yours— I get really inspired because it makes me think like, okay, if I was ever in your shoes, like God forbid I get Lyme or I'm struggling with some other sort of chronic disease or whatever it is, I'm going to think back on this and go, okay, I'm not going to allow this to have it power over me, you yeah. know? Yeah. And it really is a mind, it's a mindset shift. Totally. And, and I think a lot of things in life are, I mean, I think a lot of things that make people not become or do what they want to do in life is because they fear rejection from others. They fear what's being set up here. Like you're not good enough. You can't do that. Like you're an idiot. Da, da, da. Like all these negative things that come instantly to your head, like amplifying and, and redirecting your thoughts. And for me, yeah. I quiet the noise, you know, it's like, mm, it's good. I'll, I'll figure it out. Or like, I'm going to try it. You know what I mean? The worst that could happen is I learned something that I didn't want to do anymore. You know, like I don't look at anything as failure and I don't look at any, I love the word fear. Like, oh, it, it, and that's the thing is like, I feel like people need to kind of look at that word differently. If you take it and hold it like a baby and be like, wow, you're an amazing word. I'm going to put you somewhere where you can't affect me. You got to look at it differently. I don't look at fear as like a scary thing. I look at it as like, oh, I can't wait to face it tomorrow. You know, like, yeah, I just think it, it is all about your mindset and all about how you you have two options every day. You can do a great thing for yourself or you can do nothing. And I choose always to do something great for myself, you know, or someone else, you know, and you have that option. I, I We're all built kind of the same way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't think you have an, a more superpower than I do, you know? Yeah, exactly. The, the only difference is how I think up here. From you and me, this is the only thing that's different between us is like, yeah. how do you wake up? How do you th- decide your day? And that's it, you know? And I've learned that there's like, some people are really good at other things, but it doesn't mean I can't be good at it, you know? It's just, it's not my focus. 
So if yeah. it is my focus, I will be good at it because I told myself I will be. I love that so much. Um, it's what you were saying a second ago reminded me of kind of, I mean, I'm, I'm a similar way. I feel like our brains work very similarly in the sense that I use fear as motivation. And usually I let fear guide me into what I need to be doing because mm-hmm. I've found that the things that scare me the most, fears that I know that are not going to kill me, I run towards them because I've found that that is where the growth is. And that mm-hmm. is where I thrive because when I follow that and I get into this discomfort, it usually, I mean, there's such a reward on the other side of it. And like you said, there's never failure because what I've found is even the times that I have quote unquote failed, all it did was redirect my path and put me on a different path on a different journey that I needed to go down. Exactly. And, and also too, it's like everything I've done in my life, I know we talked about my disease, but I started my business in chaos. Like I got into a, almost lost my life in a car accident. So I've always been like, whoa, like I'm good at things happening around me. And, and even to the pandemic, I'm like, let's go, you know, like you're going to put me in a room to only fucking create. I mean, you're, 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 you're thinking I'm not going to do that. Like that is my, that's my vibe, you know, put me in a, put me in a box. I'll figure out how to get out of it. So, um, I've always been in chaos and I honestly am very, very fortunate to have that because most businesses that go into a non-chaotic situation don't know how to pivot, don't know how to get out of their situation because they've never actually had to experience that So I've always been in such like weird situations and I'm thankful because one, it's built my story, but two, it's built me to be a better business person. You know, like I know I I've seen a lot of my friends, you know, their businesses went under and during the pandemic and it's heartbreaking, you know, like I was panicking, we were all panicking and I've been through so much that I wasn't afraid of it in a weird way, you know, because I knew that this is my time to pivot again. Like you can't be stagnant when it, when, when you have to work around your environment and with the same thing with Lyme, you know, your environment is so important. So if it's not working in this way, you need to restructure, you know, and yeah. And yeah. Pivot. I just, sorry. Every time I hear the word pivot, I think of (laughs) Ross and friends. He's like, (laughs) I just, I can't help myself. Um, <laughs> well, okay. So the, oh my God, this has been such an amazing conversation. You okay. have just, I don't know. I feel so like fired up right now. Oh. I want to ask you something that I ask everyone yes. before we leave. What are, what are your non-negotiables, your health non-negotiables? So they don't necessarily have to be like diet or like exercise related, but just things that you do, like no matter, I know you run, run your own business, your schedule is probably crazy and all, all over the place, but no matter how busy your schedule is, what are things that you do every single day to make sure that you stay right in your mind and your body and you stay healthy? So a non-negotiable every day is I have to work out. Like that is the one time that is me time. Like I am a bitch at the gym. Like, don't talk to me. Don't I, that's not a good time to get to know nice lens because honestly, this is time where I don't want to be around anyone. I want to focus on myself. I want to focus on my body and like get my head right in the morning. 
Um, another non-negotiable in the morning. And I, I always, I say this a lot on podcasts. My, my night routine is way more important than my day routine. I think it's really important to go to bed with positive things in your mind, whether it's TV you're watching, like go to bed with something watching happy, funny, whatever, a good book that like puts you in perspective for your next day, just anything like that. I I think it's, it makes you wake up differently, like because you're dreaming, you dream about everything you just watched. Like I won't watch scary movies, none of that, anything that's like terrorizing me in my mind, I'm not going to do it. So I think that's really important. Um, you know, I, I watch like sermons or anything just that makes me feel so good in my heart. And then in the morning, you know, the gym. And then also I love listening to podcasts that are motivational, like that are just going to make me tackle the day. And, and then journaling, I think journaling is important. I think for anyone who doesn't journal, writing things down is so important because it descrambles your brain and also it doesn't make you as stressed out anymore because you've written it down and it's not as I feel like your mind creates things so much more larger than they need to be like oh my gosh the sky is falling like no it's not you know so I really think yeah. writing things down is super key uh, another non-negotiable one I will not show up to any party, any events, anything where there's low frequency people ever again, ever again. You yeah. know why? Because the moment I walk in there, I can feel my body destroy itself and I will never do that again to it. Not worth it. I have I love that. zero FOMO ever again. I have zero FOMO. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you have to protect your energy, you know? Mm-hmm. Goes back to yep. what we were saying in the beginning. I love that so much. Yeah. Okay. So for everyone listening, where can they find you? Oh, well, I'm on Instagram. My personal is Lens L I N Z Hepner H E P P N E R, and then the business is Vamped V A M P P E D Hepner Vamp Two P's. Yeah. <laughs> and then I love it. Um. Yeah. And then Vamp.com is the business as well. If if yeah, that's that's it. I think. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll add all that to the show notes too, so that people can click on them. But okay, great. Yeah. Thank you so much. This was such an amazing conversation. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Real Foodology podcast. If you liked this episode, please leave a review in your podcast app to let me know. This is a resident media production produced by Drake Peterson and edited by Chris McCone. The theme song is called Heaven by the amazing singer Georgie, spelled with a J. Love you guys so much. See you next week. The content of this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not a substitute for individual medical and mental health advice and doesn't constitute a provider-patient relationship. I am a nutritionist, but I am not your nutritionist. As always, talk to your doctor or your health team first. 